You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley here with another episode of Living Your Retirement Lifestyle, where we bring some of the most fabulous people that we've got to know from one way, shape or another, who will help and inspire you to take that decision to do something in your retirement or for your retirement, whatever that may be. And today we have somebody very special who incidentally is doing what we want to do. And she's speaking to us from the most fabulous location in the world. And I'm sure she'll tell you exactly where that is, because if I try and pronounce it, I sure as heck am going to get it wrong. So Dawn, welcome to Living the Retirement Lifestyle. Thank you so much, Susan. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. So where is it you actually live? Well, uh, the full name is Isla de las Mujeres, which is the island much better. (laughs) (laughs) I said to Susan, no, it's Isla Mujeres, (laughs) which doesn't sound anywhere near what you just said. The J is silent, yes. Um, Anyway, it's a lovely little uh, Caribbean island uh, off the coast of Cancun. I like to say uh, it's 18 miles, a ferry ride uh, and a world away from Cancun. Uh, because it is uh, more of a uh, old world Mexico kind of feel as opposed to Cancun, which is a much newer city. We've been to Cancun a couple of times uh, and we love it for the beautiful turquoise seas that you've got behind you in the sand. But we can understand what you're saying. Sometimes you just want a little bit of peace and quiet and be away from that. So So thank you so much for joining us. I I know you're going to inspire our listeners and our viewers because if I take us back, we've been on the journey to do what you've done, but we haven't got there yet. And it's a lot of ideas floating around in our heads. So can you tell us a little bit of your story just so that our viewers and listeners know where you're coming from and what you're all about? Absolutely. So it's, uh, I'll try to condense it because uh, it's a couple of decades long, but uh, (laughs) I am from Minnesota originally, cold, cold weather climate. And uh, my first husband and I moved to Southern California in our late 20s. Um, He was a physician, actually a psychiatrist. And uh, we went out there for residency and uh, things were going well, you know, Uh, and then out of the blue, he said, I want a divorce. And it was devastating. Um, I was actually suicidal. Uh, I had no friends. We had moved, you know, thousands of miles away. And I had acquaintances, but I was not close to my family. And I really lost my purpose. I mean, when you've worked for, you know, over a decade for toward this big goal, and then suddenly the carpets ripped out from underneath you, it can be very devastating. I mean, it really shook me to my core. And that's really when I realized the importance of community. And I love that, you know, you have this retire, you know, retirement uh, lifestyle community. I have the, the claim your dream life community because, you know, um, although we have so many electronic devices, we're so we're more connected than we've ever been. Right. And yet we are not, especially with COVID, there's been so much isolation and, you know, the the world's topsy-turvy. There's so much change that's taking place. It can be really unsettling. And so 
that was um, kind of a huge wake up call for me, obviously. In a moment of insanity, I went to law school. Um, and that's because I thought, you know, I had a very successful career in real estate. And, but I felt like, oh, I needed that safe, secure job, you know? So I went back to law school. I did the, the two and a half year plan. I uh, landed my dream job, actually. And then after uh, I practiced for about seven years and I realized I'm not, this is not cut out for me. Like, like my desired lifestyle is not compatible with this career choice. And that can happen to us, right? We, we go down this path. And, and so that made me really re-evaluate re what I was doing. And, and actually you ask, you know, what, what prompted the beginning of this? It was actually, uh, I was single for 10 years. I kissed lots of frogs before I finally found my prince. Um, I always say God is paying me back for my first husband. Um, my husband, Tom is just a delight. And we got married on our honeymoon because he, I'm number three for him and he was number two for me. So no one was invited. We checked out, we flew from California to the British Virgin Islands, chartered a sailboat for 16 days and lived in paradise. And Tom calls it crossing over, which is when you're gone long enough to realize like, it's not a week vacation where you're just gone and you're back into your regular environment. Like you're really getting acclimated to this new environment. And then we came back to Southern California. I was still practicing. I had a, a company um, that was a client that had a limousine service. So they picked us up in the limo at LAX. We're fresh off of our honeymoon. We get on the freeway. There are six lanes of traffic in each direction, none of it moving. And he and I look, we're back in the concrete jungle, no more pretty blue water, like what, what's behind me. And we look at each other like, you know, Alice in Wonderland going, this is our life. Like, how did we get here? What, what, what did this happen? And, and there was nothing keeping me there. I had just, I wasn't going back to the frozen tundra. So I just stayed in Southern California and his kid, two uh, sons were grown and gone. So we just started a conversation. Like if you could live anywhere, where would you live? And that's how we decided to try out Florida for a while. We were in the panhandle, white uh, sandy beaches, not crowded, you know, no six lanes of traffic. Um, and, and so we, we tried that out there, but it took us, we got married in 2003 and we didn't leave California until 2010 because in the interim, this thing called the uh, 2008 financial crisis hit. Yeah, we know about that. We, that laid our way laid our plans tremendously because we had planned on selling in 2007 ish. We took the, the money out of our house and then our, the value of our house plummeted to about half. So we ended up with three houses in foreclosure. Uh, we ended up uh, saying, finally saying, you know, Tom, Tom likes to say, come what may, we're going. We're like, you know, we couldn't solve our real estate problems and finally we just let go. And we, uh, we had this you know, beautiful sailboat that we bought in 2006. It had been on our dream board for five years. This exact sailboat we'd seen at a boat show five years earlier and hung the flyer on our refrigerator. And lo and behold, she manifested herself to us. And so we've done lots of sailing trips to Catalina and so forth. But we, um, we left with 165 other sailboats. There's something called the Baja Haha, which is an annual trek at the end of hurricane season from San Diego all the way to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. So we, it, there's nothing like a deadline. There's a, a tip in there for you, setting a deadline, right? Whether it's a retirement date or a moving date. And it seemed when we did it, it was so far away in the future. 
And then you know how time accelerates as it gets closer, right? Because we had a lot to do. We had the vote to get ready and so forth. So, but it was a wonderful way to start that 5,000 mile journey that we made from California all the way down the coast through the Panama Canal uh, up. We stopped in Isla Mujeres on the way uh, to Florida and then over to South Florida and then eventually up to the Panhandle. And so that, that was, um, you know, a, a blessing in a way to be able to get to take half a year off. I mean, obviously we still had a lot of um, concerns about our finances, but you know, what was so wonderful is, is by the time we got to Florida, a lot of them had sort of worked themselves out. Um, and, and so it was like, okay, like the world goes on, you know, life goes on. You, sometimes we, we get so emotionally attached to things that, um, it really holds us back. And, and that moment we let go and we make space for new and different things to come into our lives. Um, once you've done that, I've done that a couple of times where you just sort of let go. And it's just, um, it, it can be really delightful. It seems super scary before you do it, right? You're just like, oh, I just, I don't, I don't think I, I can let go. But if you can summon that courage to do that and just let go and say, I'm ready for what's next. Surprise me. And um, my husband, actually, his business crashed, went away overnight. And he was 60 years old at the time. No one was hiring anybody at age 60 during that time. As soon as we got off the dock, he landed a job at a local shipyard. An amazing job. Um, ended up uh, by in two years. They wanted him, to, wanted him to, to take over the ship outfitter. And that was like a thousand employees he would have overseen. Wow! But in the meantime, I had been able to start a new business. And in two years, I was making four times as much money as he was. So we just got these blessings just seemingly out of nowhere. And, you know, we I had a plan. I was actually going to start uh, my own business and, and work with entrepreneurs back then. And then this business opportunity came along that was too good to say no to. And I just said, ah, I can do that later, you know? And I'm going to do this. And we ended up earning a million dollars in six years on a part-time basis with a new network marketing company that had launched. You know, that's a fantastic, fantastic story. And it's, I love what you said. It's sometimes it's letting something go and having an open mind to what's there because we went through a similar situation to you in 2008 with Worldwide Crash we under the financial advice that we'd had which was great at the time it was invest in property foreign property we invested in florida right by the west gate of disney that was being built that was our dream it was going to be fulfilling our passive income dream we'd be able to rent it out we raised equity on our home if the picture was set but we had no idea what was around the corner at all and then it hit us and it was two years before we pulled our heads out of the sand and said you know we got to find a different we way. got to find a different way we either carry on doing what we were doing which was our accountancy and management consultancy business tied to the uk tied to our clients loved what we did had a great income it was all time for money. It was all time for money. And we weren't ever going to have this retirement dream, which oops, I don't know if I ever told you, was inspired by international living. We had this subscription. We started reading. Oh, my goodness. People can actually live somewhere else and run a business. 
and it clicked and our dream then started and we said we have but we have to let that thing go we looked at all the legal stuff as i'm sure you'll know the insides and outs of it money in escrow doesn't mean anything at all we weren't we weren't we weren't going to get it back and we just said come on we just gotta let it go and move on and the minute we did that the opportunities presented themselves to us and that we could actually take our skill set which is business building business development and teach it to people who wanted to build businesses online and that's where we started out just like you said let stuff go open mind new stuff comes in but it's quite interesting that you said about let stuff go because well about two and a half years ago i mean we lived in our house for over 20 years haven't we? Mm, mm. Um, we said oh you know this is going to be great and you know it was a lovely big house and that, oof, we brought our family up there and then susan's mum unfortunately got dementia and we had to start looking after her and it was a two-hour drive each way and so we made a decision which was probably quite difficult at the time to actually sell that house and we said we're going to sell that house and we're going to move to 20 minutes away from where Susan's mum lives. And we said, right, okay, so we will do that, but we won't buy another house. We'll just rent a house because we don't know how it's going to play out and we don't know where we want to live. And our original idea was we'll move back. No, I never, I never want to go but, back. But now we're looking at it and going, where in the world should we go and live? Let me let you into a secret when I came in, because I've been my mum's in a hospice now. So if I get tearful, I've, I it's normal because she's very poorly. And this is the first thing, actually, business wise, we've done for a few weeks because it's been quite traumatic. But I came in and not only was your website up, but also a website that shows us how we can get a, a visa get a residence visa to go and live in portugal so yeah. coincidence or not i don't know but you know that's how these things are absolutely yeah we we there's so many signals out there if we pay attention right if we just just observe yeah uh, say but you know the uh the renting uh, that's a good point i mean i talk about that in uh, claim your dream life is you know we rented for six years in florida kind of we had to i mean we didn't have the resources or the credit or anything to to buy something but we didn't want to that was our plan i mean we always when we left it was with the intention that you know we're not trees we're not required to grow where we're planted right i mean we can move so if we go there and we don't like it we'll just go somewhere else you know and so that was our philosophy so you know two years in the panhandle guess what they use the word wind chill in the winter weather forecast it's cold up there who knew i thought florida was warm it wasn't um, so we said i said i gotta go for i gotta fly south with the birds man this is not working for me and so we tried out south florida for four years and it was better from a weather standpoint, but there were certain aspects about it that just were not a good fit culturally. You know, Northwest Florida was too cold. Southwest Florida was too old. I mean, it's, uh, you know, retirement central. They, they, they say Florida's God's uh, waiting room, right? And so we would have this 
this uh, situation where in the wintertime, I mean, you'd have the senior tsunami that would come down from the north and there you couldn't get into a restaurant, you know, two hour wait for a table. And yet in the summertime, our, our neighborhood was a third occupied and you could shoot a cannon through the downtown and not hit anybody. Um, and a lot of the restaurants would close, flat out close seasonally. And there were no children, there were no families. I mean, it was just all old people. And, you know, the Yacht Club, every week it was obituaries and, and the newsletter. And I'm like, we got to get out of here. Like, I know. You know I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, <laughs> no, I could not. My mum's lived in independent living, which is lovely up until her, her Alzheimer's has really taken over. And that was perfect for her because she's, I don't want to live in one of those places where it's all old people and they all moved into these in their 50s and 60s. They're now in their 80s and 90s. And most of them, unfortunately, do have dementia of some kind. It's not, it's, and it's not a nursing home type of environment. And it's very difficult to look after someone like that. But we, oh, sure. uh, we don't, we don't ever want to live in that kind of community. We want to live on a beach walk in the sea every day feel the sunshine and when enough's enough enough's enough that's that's our that's our dream but you, so, go on, you, go on. so go can ahead. we go back to your book mm, mm, one of the sure. things you said in there is that you believe that change people changing their thoughts can change their life absolutely could you expand on that maybe a little bit <laughs> Sure. Well, I mean, you know, if you just take it at the sort of the basic level, um, you know, we, we have emotional reactions to things, you know, that's normal. But what a lot of people don't understand is that comes from thought, right? It is our thoughts that convert that, uh, you know, feeling into an emotion. And so just from a very basic level, like if you, if you're emotional about something, change your thoughts, about it and you can change your emotions and be able to to switch the perspective on that it's not easy to do but it is a skill in my opinion that can be learned and so if you understand the process you it's just practice like any other skill you just practice like you get emotional about something um and and that was something that i helped a lot of my team with when i was in network marketing because you know sometimes there would be a lot of emotion oh someone said no to me you know and, uh, and <laughs> you can relate to that well okay let's let's think about that so you're feeling like oh they don't like me they don't validate what i'm doing well let's change your thought about that. What if they were having a bad day and, and they just, you know what I mean? What if, what if they, what if their mom was in, in the hospital with dementia and they were taking care of it and you just happened to approach them at the wrong time. And they, they were a little uh, abrupt with you because they're dealing with, Oh, well, I never thought about that before, you know? And, and well, that's a different thought, right? And so that can that can shift the the emotion. So that's just one real simple example of how that is. 
but uh, goes back to to what we were talking about earlier with um, things coming into your life. I mean, if you if you have the difference between an abundance or a scarcity mentality, if you are in, living in fear and you're concerned about, oh, I, I, there's not enough and oh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have enough income and we're going through this rapid inflation and all of that. Well, what if instead you say, well, you know, money is just a manifestation, uh, uh, the physical manifestation of, uh, uh, of energy, right? So what if I changed my energy and I said, hmm, how could I earn extra income? Because that opens up that space, right? For um, imagination, for, um, you know, sort of uh, these symbols that come along and, and you know, these, these gifts from the universe that say, hmm, maybe you should think about this, right? And then if you com- couple that with a little bit of effort on your part to really uncover, like, what am I really passionate about? What am I really good at? What does the world need? What can I be paid for? And you, you bundle those all up into this, this lovely little, um, you know, I call it your freedom formula to be able to come up with, with what it is that lights you up, that brings you joy, that serves people that you can get paid for. Like it doesn't get any better than that. Right. So, so it's changing those thought processes. Well, all I've ever done is blank. So that's all I can ever do. That's a thought. So by changing that thought, you can absolutely change your life. I think that's fantastic. So I suppose that sort of leads on to something you talk about in your book that was fascinating for us. And it's how do you go about imagining a different life from what you've already conceived to be your future, particularly if you're looking at retirement do you want to live where you're living now could there be somewhere better that's your dream that you had many years ago for instance well one of the things that i uh teach is uh vacation with a purpose so you know instead of just going to stay at a five-star resort somewhere and be pampered i mean we all love that but if you're really wanting to change things maybe you want to go to portugal Uh, where it's easy to get a visa and go see, you know, if you like the coast, stay in a coastal town. If you like uh, the big city, you know, stay, uh, stay in the city, but be able to uh, take a vacation and use that time as sort of due diligence and exploration, right? Reconnaissance mission, boots on the ground. Let's see, uh, could I talk to the locals? If possible, stay in at like an Airbnb condo instead of a, a hotel. So you get more feel, right? In a neighborhood where you get a feel for a place. And you can do that. Uh, actually, I just did an interview on my podcast with a lady who did that for several years. Um, gal from Alabama, a nurse, never went anywhere, had never been out of the country and ended up uh, talking to a lot of other medical professionals that were working in the Middle East ended up working in Saudi Arabia, never been wow. outside of the US, right? And moved to Saudi Arabia for two years to go work. I was like, wow, that's brave, right? That's a, cult- that's a complete culture change, not just the yeah. country. <laughs> yeah. But she wanted to travel. And so she did that. And then I think, I mean, you know, trial by fire for sure. Like <laughs> talking about getting out of your comfort zone. But then that's exactly what she did. She went to all these different places and, and she discovered Isla Mujeres on a TV show. 
uh, beach bargains. And she said, oh, I got to go check that place out. Right. So that's another way. If you can't travel, you know, there's YouTube, there's all these wonderful international house hunters. There's an international magazine. You mentioned that that's exactly how we thought about moving overseas. We subscribed to the magazine and started yeah. reading all these stories. And I was like, wow, this sounds like a really, uh, a good idea. We should explore this, you know? So doing that and then you know she she loved, fell in love with this location but she said you know i didn't stop there i'd heard all these great things about costa rica so she went to costa rica and she said i i kept comparing it to somatis the water's not as pretty the people aren't as nice the the community isn't as strong and so she you know so once you even find a place like you still go check out other places and see compare it and then, she, uh, and then the smartest thing she did, I love this because she now owns a condo here that's a vacation rental. So cash flow uh, coming into her while she's working on her retirement in, in Georgia. Um, now that's where she lives. But uh, she rented a, a, an apartment for one year, even though she didn't live here. Yeah. And oftentimes you can do that. I mean, for a little over what a one week vacation will cost you, often for a, a vacation rental, you can rent a, an inexpensive apartment. And so that's what she did. She just rented an apartment for a year. She came down when she could. And then she even um, shared it with friends and family and you know rented it out when she wasn't able to use it. So she got to sort of try before you buy um, a, a place you know, before she purchased her condo. I thought it was brilliant. I love that. I, I'm actually thinking that's exactly what we should do. We should come and meet you, <laughs> definitely. <Yes. laughs> Oh, I it love sounds, that. Okay. It sounds absolutely fabulous. So, I mean, what, what else did we have that we particularly wanted to get out of you, sneak I mean, out of you? Yeah, you? You've probably experienced this with your clients and that one of the biggest problems we have is getting people to make a decision. They've yes. all got this, I call it a little fruit salad going on in their head, which says, well, you can't really do this. Are you sure? How do you overcome that sort of challenge, if you like, for people? Well, the, that's in part why I wrote Claim Your Dream Life, right, is the myth busting that takes place in there. Oh, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. And oh, the healthcare is not as good. And oh, there's not as much economic opportunity and all of, all of these things, these little voices that are going on. And, and that, of course, started uh, in my workshop. I started uh, teaching that and that's what led to the book. So I don't need to do that workshop anymore. But the next iteration, I'll, I'll um, give you a sneak peek here, actually the after the vacation with a purpose, the next step is what uh, we call the beta test. And that is taking a longer period of time, ideally a month or two, or if you can do a year, that's great. But basically, you live in country as a trial run, you test the waters before taking the big plunge. And during that time, it's longer than just a vacation. So you have the time to really live like a local and be able to think about all of the things like transportation, communication, um, your, your uh, bank accounts, how do people deal with money, all of these things. And so that's actually going to be my next workshop that I'm working on putting together is how to do a beta test. Because there are the external factors, which I talk about in Claim Your Dream Life, like how do you pick a location? What are the factors that you want to look at? So there's that external piece, but probably more important is the internals right, and getting very clear about well, what are you actually going to do when you get there, right? We have to have purpose and meaning or we get bored, 
right? And I don't think um, anybody has boredom on their bucket list. No, <laughs> you're right? absolutely right. No. <laughs> so in order to avoid that, right, you have to think about, well, what am I going to do with my time? Because we're not, especially if we're coming from a job situation or even, even a business, you know, we're, we're structured. We have a, a calendar and all that. And so all of a sudden you're removed from that. And if you're not working or, um, you know, doing a business or anything, it can get, um, actually that happened during COVID. When COVID hit, I was like, oh, we don't know how long this is going to last. Like I can see one day going on to the next day, going on to the next day. And pretty soon, you know, you're eating this um, comfort food and and that did happen actually put on a few pounds and and we're all stressed because we can't you see people we can't we're out of our normal routine so what I did is I dusted off my you know because living in paradise like you, you get a little loosey-goosey with your time and that and in Mexico you know time is is relative but I got out my monthly planner, my, you know, uh, daily planner, and I put in structure, I got on an exercise schedule and all of that, because I knew that it was just going to be a downward spiral. If you don't proact, it's that, that changing your thoughts. It's like, okay, we can't. And, and it was interesting because that was uh, in large part where my workshop came from was, was really, um, you know, uh, or I should say the book, the workshop had been going on, but the, but the book was really, um, it all sort of crystallized because I had that focused excerpt, uh, you know, um, period of time. And I actually painted a mural down on the wall in uh, next to our pool. I'd wanted to do it for a long time and we were always booked, which is a good problem to have, but I thought now here we have time. And, and so I had painted this beautiful COVID mural in my, uh, uh, on my patio. And so it's, it's just a matter of, of, you know, life hands you lemons, make lemonade, makes the tastiest lemonade you've ever had. And, and that's, that's really the key. That's to brilliant. It. I, I mean, that, that beta testing is a great idea. It's a great way for people to overcome their fears by experience yeah. rather than just listening inside their head. I think that's amazing. And the beautiful thing of it is there's no failed beta test right? All you're looking for is certainty. Yes or no. That's all. And either way is fine. If it's no, then you just go look somewhere else. And that's that's the pleasure, isn't it, of having a different location. You can start so many different types of businesses nowadays that you can take with you and just carry on. We talked briefly about network marketing because you had you had a fantastic business in that. And I love that you call it it's a, a relationship marketing industry. And that's what we say too. You know, we're involved in a network marketing company that we absolutely love. We're passionate about the products. We love the vision of the company. But it's and, about teaching people. And it's about teaching other people how they can use that too. And that's a business we can take with us to Portugal. We could take it for a beta test in your beautiful island. There's so many things that we could do. And I think people don't understand that's a possibility for them. Right. And and as I I, uh, said in Claim Your Dream Life, I mean, it's one of the best ways to start in business if you've never been in business before. Mm -hmm. Because everything's pretty much done for you. All you have to focus on is, is your sales and marketing, which you don't have to come up with the whole plan. You basically just plug and play. You, you take what's provided. And if you can't do that, you have no business being in business. 
Like that is the number one skill. Whether you are want to be a salesman or not, when you start your own business, you are a salesperson and you're going to do to be doing that. I mean, unless you have venture capital and you're going to hire a staff right away, but no one does that, right? I mean, so you you have, it's the primary skill. It's a primary uh, thing you must learn as a business owner. So why not learn it there? Low risk, low, low capital uh, investment. Uh, you know, you just, just have to make sure you, you get with a reputable company and, and, you know, folks like yourselves, uh, you know, I was blessed to have so many wonderful mentors in my network marketing career. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that experience. We agree 100%. We have invested a lot of money like you into our personal development and having mentors for different stages of our life, different stages of our business. But now the greatest benefit, and this is an out and out promotion, you can go get an awesome book that actually tells you the things that you need to do. Oh, and we've actually got two, haven't we? We've got to tell you. This is a his and hers version, because as I said to Dawn at the beginning before we started this show, I'm one of these people that scribbles all over a book and turns the corners down and puts highlighter pen in them and does all that stuff. And then he said, can I read that book of yours, Susan? I go, you're not going to want to because I've completely (laughs) ruined it. So now we get two books. (laughs) So we have a large library, his and hers library. (laughs) But thank, honestly, thank you. So there's so much more we could ask you. Maybe we can ask you to come back and do a part two because like there's so many questions I know are going to be raised from this when we publish it and our audience always ask us questions and it would be lovely to be able to feed them into you in your Facebook group and let them chat with you talk about your book ask you questions and I'll make sure I get all of those links and I'll I'll put those in but have you got any last word of wisdom for us for our, our lovely viewers and readers and listeners well, um, I, I, as I uh, mentioned in the, the book, most people don't get what they want because they don't know what they want. And that's the biggest uh, puzzle piece that needs to get into place is what do you want? And it takes thinking and it's, sometimes it takes time, right? I mentioned uh, uh, it took us a long time before we were finally able to leave. Dream boards are wonderful. If you don't have a dream board, it's so easy to start that. I I'll see your background. It is, it's so powerful. And I, I can't get into it here. I do talk about and claim your dream life. Why dream boards are so uh, incredibly powerful, but if nothing, and you can do one electronically, if you don't have, you know, the photos or whatever, you can, you can create one uh, online really easy and, and be able to get those images, but start uh, letting your mind wander, your imagination run wild and, it will come. It will come. Thank you. So before we go, please let everyone know your beautiful website where they can see where you live because it is amazing. I will spell it out for them. <laughs> sure. Well, the um, book, uh, actually, you can just go to claimyourdreamlifebook.com and there's links to all of the major retailers uh, there. So that's uh, readily available. And then our uh, vacation villa is Castito caribe.com and i'll get you the, the link to that but uh the official name is casito del caribe but the the uh, domain is just without the del 
but that is a lovely oceanfront villa that is um, you can come visit and and uh, get a copy of the book. I have books here. I'll autograph it for you. And uh, <laughs> I think, I think so we'll be on a plane next we, week. We've already we've already committed. We're coming. So <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. It, 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 it just looks fabulous. And I can't thank you enough for being patient while we scheduled this podcast. We've had a, a bit of a break for one reason or another. And uh, I hope you will stay on just after we finish because I just want to ask you something a little special. Um, and then Absolutely. I'll share it with everyone else as well. And I would I would be honored to uh, come back again or even maybe do a Q&A session or something with your, uh, that, your folks. That would be fabulous. Thank you for being an amazing guest. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in to either listen, watch or read our blog because we make it available in all sorts of different ways because people have different modalities of of finding out about things so thank you and we look forward to seeing you on the next living the retirement lifestyle podcast bye for now bye for now this is the retirement lifestyle podcast with chris and susan beasley 